everybody, what's going on? This is Sean here with my good friend David. Uh, today is episode number four. Can you believe we've done number four already? This is number four. These uh, are flying through. We are. It's we're great. We're cracking on. I mean, when you when you look at other people's podcasts, they're on episode four hundred and ninety. You think, well, we're a bit behind, but who cares? We're having fun doing it. Exactly. Anyway, this is number four, and today we are going to talk all, all about planning. Now, as always, I've came prepared. David has not. It's got to know you well. I go well, with the flow. Well, this is it, isn't it? You go with the flow. I like to be organised. <laughs> but we've got we've got a couple of questions that we'd like to ask on planning, um, and I'm curious to see the answers. Mm. So the first question we're going to dive straight into it. Okay, is it possible to be busy without actually achieving anything? Yeah, of course it is. Oh my god, that was an obvious question. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like that instantly answered it. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, the term busy fool. Immediately pretty springs much, to mind. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I, I ask people all the time, you know, oh, how are you? How are things today? How are you getting on? They always say the same thing, busy. I never follow up because I feel it's really rude of me to go, yeah, what are you busy doing though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it as their word. And think, yeah, you're probably busy. Fine. But I think the last episode we did was on prioritizing. Mm-hmm. I think planning goes hand in hand with it. Mm-hmm. So you can prioritize your activities, but you also have to plan them properly. Mm-hmm. So the first question, straight out of the bat, was less than a minute of an answer. So yeah, it is possible to be busy without actually achieving anything. Mm-hmm. But how do you achieve things uh, and cut your time in half? What would you say the, be- the best response to this would be? This was, a, this was an interesting follow-up question to that other person that, that taught me that. said, I'm busy doing stiff stuff, right? Fine, you're busy. What are you doing? Just lots of stuff. And she wrote down everything. Mm-hmm. She wrote down everything she did. And the answer that we thought was procrastination. Mm-hmm. You think, how often do you think you procrastinate a day? How much hours in a day do you put off doing something? For me, it's something like two or three hours, I would say. Easy. How about yourself? What do you think? Um, because there's got to be a lot of time that you are wasting. Everyone totally. does. Everyone does. Oh, well, I mean, look at when you get wake up in the morning. Mm. Like, if you were... If you were to actually wake up when you started to feel like you were waking up instead of trying to nod back off and get a little <laughs> bit of extra sleep or, you know, hit the snooze button or something like that, mm-hmm. like you could probably immediately give yourself like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, more, Yeah, maybe. Oh, absolutely. See, I, t- I took this in advance. Because what I've been doing in recent weeks is waking up at 5.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. I've got to tell you, that was not an easy task to begin with. So you've been doing that on purpose? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watched a, a YouTube video, and this was... I spent a lot of time on YouTube. That's my procrastination thing. I spend a lot of time on YouTube. But it, I feel like it's productive YouTube. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, watch I, know. A, I watch a lot of people that are motivating, and they, they tell you... I, I hate the term life hacks, mm-hmm. but... They, they, they tell you how to do certain things and what the benefits are of doing these things. And one of the guys I watched, uh, Jocko Willink, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, he's a former US Navy SEAL. I have heard that name somewhere. He's, a, think where... he's a bestseller and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Decision, some, something to do with freedom. I can't remember the life of him, I can't remember the title of his book. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he won't be offended. Discipline means freedom. Sorry, Jocko. Yeah, sorry about that. Whoops, hope you're not listening. Um, discipline equals freedom. 
or something like that. Okay. That's <laughs> the name sounds, of the title. Sounds it? good. It's pretty close anyway. Mm-hmm. But what he says is he wakes up at 4.30 every morning. Now, to me, that is still the middle of the night. 4.30 is unthinkable for mm-hmm. me. But he had an interesting point when he was asked, why do you do it? He said, you get a jump on the day. Why wouldn't you work? wake up at 4.30? Because at the time, I used to be a night owl. You know, stay up till 1, 2 in the morning, something like that. What are you doing between 10 and 2 at night? Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. productive. Instead, switch it. What do you do between half past four and half past eight? You get a lot more done. And then, from what I understand, the reason that you get a lot more done is no one else is awake. No distractions. No distractions. Total focus. Mm. I absolutely love that reason. The other reason he, he said, and this was the one that really motivated me, because I love a challenge. Ask anyone and they'll tell you the same thing. They love to be challenged. If your alarm goes off that early in the morning, the first instinct you've got, turn it off, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple, isn't it? Yeah. But if you... Because you're telling yourself, <laughs> you're you crazy. It's the middle of, you look outside, it's still pitch black. <laughs> I'm sorry, you do it at nine o'clock at the moment, it's still pitch black. Yeah. But the idea is, if you turn off that alarm and get up, mm. you've won that battle. Mm-hmm. And you, that you build momentum throughout the day. You win that battle. Say you go to the gym first thing in the morning, it's freezing outside, it's dark, you're depressed because it's dark, and you still go, you win another battle. And you just keep winning battles throughout the day. And that's what that's what the trigger was for me. 4.30 is still early. Mm. So I, I changed it to 5.30, but you get the point. Yeah. But there was a, um, a blog post that I did, um, what can you achieve before 9 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Turns out quite a lot if you get up early enough. Yeah. Yeah, not if you get up at 20 to 9. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I think we all have. Yep. yep. Wake up half an hour before work and then roll out of bed straight to work. Mm-hmm. That is not a good look. You know, it's just not good. Uh, but half past five, it's been going well. But I will make it to four thirty. I thought four thirty is a shock to the system. From so, how long have you been doing that? A couple of weeks. Okay. A couple of weeks. And I consistently. Started... Yeah. 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 Every, even the weekend. The weekend, I, I pushed it back a couple hours. Okay. Half seven or so, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because the partner doesn't get up that early. And she likes a lion at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Don't we all? I'll be ruined. Oh, oh, unless you've got kids. Unless you've got the kids. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm not there yet, so that's great. <laughs> well, this would be good practice when you have kids. Well, because this is it, yeah. you'll be used to then getting up that early. Training the mind. Mm. Training the mind. No, but the... the the, the idea of waking up early is brilliant because part of my morning routine, I think we should talk about morning routines in a different episode, which mm. is a great idea, um, but part of the morning routine is to review my to-do list for the day. I do it, spend five, ten minutes every morning just going through what I want to do today. And that's how I plan now. Mm. It's amazing how productive it is. Like I've mentioned it before, but I use something called Wonderlist, which is an app. Yep. Um, I, I've got lists on there for pretty much all aspects of my life. I think it's a brilliant app. Um, we'll put a link to it as well. But what time do you wake up, David? Uh, well, most days about seven. Um, mm-hmm. Between six and seven. My wife, she gets up at six. Um, See, a few months ago, I would have thought that was ridiculous. Mm. You know, But I totally get it now. Yeah. Well... I also, because I DJ a couple nights a week as well, during the week. Get home properly. Yeah, so I'm in bed about, well, just after midnight, 
So getting up before seven the morning after those days is more of a challenge. Oh yeah. But on the other days, I'm um, I'm up by seven, but I am like you. I'm trying to get up a bit early as well, sure. so I can go out running more consistently and get my day started with oh, a bit of exercise yeah. to give myself the energy to really crack on. Um, but also, I like what you just said there about using some of that time to plan as well and actually think about well, what do you want to achieve today? What are the things that you want to do today? What do you want to get out of that? Absolutely. Way? And I will say that was not me that came up with that idea. Mm. That was Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Apparently that, that's what he said to himself every morning. What do I want to achieve? Or I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But yeah, that, that's pretty much It's all about the Benjamins. Love it. <laughs> all about Benjamins. Of course it is. But yeah, he, he, he seemed to be a master in planning. He was always thinking ahead. So mm. how do you do it? So the second question I've got is, what are the benefits of it? What are the benefits of planning? Why wouldn't you just go with the flow, take things as they come? Why would you plan ahead? To give you, well, part of it would be, I guess, to give you clarity. Because yeah. if you if you have a whole bunch of things that you want to achieve and tasks that you want to do, mm-hmm. and not just need to do, um, if you're holding them all in your head, yep. then that will your head will get cluttered very quickly, and you'll get to the point where you won't take any action. Absolutely. Because they'll just be too much. It will just become too much. It'll become overwhelming. And and then you'll just stop. Yeah. And I've experienced that many times, particularly this year, actually coming, you know, moving, transitioning from being an employee to, um, you know, working for myself, entrepreneur. That's Um, an interesting topic, actually, because you have to do everything now. mm. Because there's no one else. It kind of stops with you, isn't it? You've got to handle all aspects of of the business, which... I mean, I've been there as well, but albeit on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for you to handle everything, you must be able. To, you must have to plan everything. Yeah, but what's interesting is as well is going back to prioritizing. Yeah. is a lot of tasks we give ourselves to do. Quite often, we we might actually think they're high priority tasks and the things yeah. that we should be doing now. And that's the difference. We, we, I was speaking to my coach yesterday and had an amazing conversation and realized that a lot of the things that I was prioritizing as things that I should be doing were not things that mm-hmm. I really need to be doing right now. Okay. And a lot of it, a lot of these things, you know, tasks that I was giving myself were in relation to when I got to the core of it this concern about what other people would think about me if I don't get these things if I don't have a website if I um, don't have an automated calendar for sending out to people to book time in my diary and have ways of automating payments and stuff like that and yes these are things that are nice to have kind of as you grow but I've been looking at other people thinking, oh, well, this is what they do and taking people's advice and thinking, oh, maybe this is what I should do as well. Sure. And actually, you don't need to do a lot of this shit. You can just <laughs> focus on just stuff that's really, really important. Um, and like we said before we jumped on this, you know, 
having more conversations with people Absolutely. if you're looking to you know, grow business and get more clients in particular mm-hmm. um, or you know if you're if you've got an idea that you're pursuing or something like that more conversations will be more helpful than anything else that you do no that's true um, you, you touched on something just a moment ago um, that we spoke about last episode as well so yeah. we're not going to bore people too much about it again mm-hmm. but it comes back to this Eisenhower matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be the, the, pretty much the answer to how to prioritize the tasks. But to get to that point, you need to put the tasks in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you put a lot of tasks in there that aren't necessarily things that you should do mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That, that's that's all very well. Um, one of the benefits that I came up with. I had an interesting chat with this person who'd asked me this question. Um, and it took me about 25 minutes worth of conversation to figure it out um, because I, I didn't actually know there was a name for it. Okay. Um, I just thought it was something that happened. But of course, there's a name for it. There's a name for everything now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's decision fatigue. The benefits of planning is that you don't suffer from decision fatigue. Okay. Now, I, I had to look this up, um, decision fatigue, what it was. But it's basically, imagine you've got a certain number of decisions in a day that you're allowed to make. Mm-hmm. If you waste them all in the morning, your, your decision-making ability is poorer later on in the day. That's why, you know, when you get to dinner time, for example, you think, what am I going to have? And you just think, ah, what, what does it matter? And you just go with something unhealthy because it's quick, it's easy, whatever. That's a bad decision mm-hmm. because you've run out of decisions. Yeah. Imagine you've got a thousand decisions or whatever it is. Um, You've, you've used them all up on trivial things, I might add, <laughs> really stupid things. Now, I did some, again, I did some research into this myself because I, I measured how many decisions I made in a day. That's not entirely true. I, <laughs> I how on earth did you do that? I had a clicker. Okay. You've had a clicker before. They are brilliant fun. Just holding your hand, <laughs> just like, click. <laughs> They're amazing, honestly. Somebody with OCD like I do, love them. I presume you didn't do that while driving anywhere. Or I tried not you? to. Yeah. I tried not Because to. if you're driving somewhere, like, even like if you're going on a journey, yeah. there's like there's, there's potential different, different decisions that you need Absolutely. to make. Now, I only measured the ones that I actually caught myself making. Mm. There was a lot looking back that I made and I didn't count. So the conscious decisions. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, how many did you think I made? Oh. I, this, was, this was last week. Um... Must be in the hundreds. It was four hundred and two. Yeah. I caught myself. And that's making. the ones that you caught yourself making. Absolutely. Now I did it yesterday, but I planned my day pretty much. How many decisions do you think I made? Did I you half it? I made one hundred and fifty-eight. Wow, that's so cool. Less than half. Okay. That I caught myself making, of course. Did you? Here's a mind-blowing statistic. Honestly, it blew my mind when I when I read this. How many decisions does the average human make a day? According to Psychology Today, apparently. Um, uh, I'll put the link into the show notes as well. Um, yeah. um, is it, well, I don't know, a couple thousand? 35,000. 35,000? <laughs> <laughs> 35,000 decisions every single day. So how, how many decisions is that? Um, a minute then well if you take it into account that there's perhaps seven hours of sleep a night ah that means you're roughly speaking two thousand decisions an hour wow 
that, that's mental, isn't it? But you, if you open your mind, it kind of makes sense, really, because you you decide what you're going to wear, you decide what music you're going to listen to, all of this kind of thing, what you're going to have for breakfast. That first thing you said... What you're going to wear. See, when you when you mentioned decision fatigue, Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs immediately yes, came to mind. Ah. He's on the list notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve Jobs, because what did he do? He wore the same thing yeah. every single day. To limit the amount of decisions that he had to make. Apparently, it's... Uh, it might be a rich guy thing. I don't know. It's 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 certainly. I think it's a, a busy a person. Yeah, thing. it's certainly a leader's kind of thing. Yeah, I know the likes of Mark Zuckerberg does it as well. Mm-hmm. He wears pretty much the same thing. They call it a uniform. Yeah, fair enough to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what basically what we're making is thirty five thousand. A lot, pretty much most of them, I would say, are insignificant decisions mm-hmm. that don't have any real impact in your life. Yeah, um, like I say, what you're going to have for breakfast. That might that might be very important. I don't know, but uh, to me. Doesn't really bother me that much, to be honest. Um, as long as it gets me through the day. Um, lunchtime's the same. Um, uh, what you're going to wear. That was something that I that I tackled with something called Project 333. Okay. Uh, Courtney Carver is a minimalist. Have you heard that term before? Yes. I you introduced it. me to I love it. So she's a minimalist and she runs, well, she founded Project 333. And the idea being you wear 33 items of clothing for three months. That's what you've got. You can mix and match them as much as you want, but that is all you have. Mm. Um, and apparently no one notices that you wear the same stuff. <laughs> no one cares. Mm-hmm. So it really opened my eyes to that one. So I've been trying it, and sure enough, no one notices. Like this this whole outfit I'm wearing today, I've worn it before, you've seen me in it before, and no one cares. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of them things, you know, but she's taken away that big part of the morning. So what I've done is started planning ahead of time so maybe pick out the clothes the next day for the next day rather Mm -hmm. the same as food i batch cooked my lunch that's how i got the decision from 402 to 158 by taking away most of them not all of them admittedly that's helped me it might not help you it might not help everyone else but it's how it's definitely helped me so decision fatigue seems to be a major problem especially in this generation yeah. Because we've got that many decisions that we can make. Well, there's that many distractions. There's that many distractions. But we've also got too much options. Yeah. If you imagine, um, Baskin Robbins, it comes springs to mind. They've got, they're famous for having 31 flavors of ice cream. Delicious. Absolutely. But do you know you'd be so much happier if you only had to choose between chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry? Because you only have the three options. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't believe it either. If I'm honest, but there was. Some... I mean, I like mint chocolate chip. That's like, that's one of my <laughs> favorites. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm vanilla. Very plain and simple. <laughs> Pretty boring, to be honest. That's, yeah, sums boring me up was nice what stuff. came to mind yeah, there. Yeah, sums me up quite nice. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, that's... but you're excited in other ways. Well, different. I get called. I get called different. Different, yeah, I'm, different uh, is good. Yeah, the, the 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 partner thinks I'm different. Mm. Bit of a backhanded compliment, if I'm honest. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. That's well, with fine. with planning, I guess it's it's if you plan, it enables you to make decisions more easily. I think to, so. Like a great example would be if you're trying to get into a good habit of getting up early hmm. to exercise. Yeah. Because getting up early is hard enough, but then <laughs> to actually go out and exercise as well, yep. 
that's another step. So what I found helps is to the night when you go to bed, yeah. put out your the gear that you're going to put on, or even you could even sleep in it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, get a real jump on the day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, boom, let's go. Um, but you know, either wearing it or it's there. So as soon as you step out of bed, boom, you fire it on, and then it's a case of right, I'm I'm in this uniform now. I can then go and do it. You're making it easier for yourself because even that effort to to go and pull out all the clothes and think, okay, well, no, I'm going to wear this. Is this shorts going to go over these socks and Absolutely. the tra- you know all that kind of stuff? That's again more decisions that you could, could I guess, cut out yeah. and help yourself to get to take that step. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think we could probably go into incredible detail on decision fatigue mm. uh, now that we're both very aware of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we really weren't before this, weren't we? Uh, but I think we should probably go into it um, at some other point mm. um, because it's an, an incredibly interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how many people suffer from it either. So that's something we'll discuss later on. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've got two more questions for you. Okay. One of them is, how do you plan a work-life balance? Now, this is incredibly suitable for somebody like yourself because yeah. you work for yourself mm-hmm. and you have a family mm-hmm. young young daughter so how do you do it and as a coach as well as co- and you dj as well so you've got a lot of things going on totally but i mean but, but from a coaching perspective um your know, coaching is about supporting people on that learning journey but it's a big part of it is helping people to realize goals yeah. you know, figure out stuff that's missing in their life that they that they want to be there and then creating a plan <laughs> that helps them to get them from where they are now to actually having that thing whatever it is in their life and it might be a work-life balance Absolutely. or a balance between um doing more of the things that you want to do and sure. cutting out more of the things that you don't want to do. That's a tough thing to do, isn't it? It you is. Know, it's a really hard thing to do. It is, because a lot of people don't know what they want to do. This because they haven't actually had enough experience of what they want to do and what they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And also, they've not given themselves permission. This is, this is a, an interesting point, actually, because I have an incredible problem. Okay. I have a really hard time of saying no to things. Yeah, they're not alone. Lots of people. No, I know, I know. Um, and I've why been is that then? Um, I, I want to make people happy. I want to help as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I, I read a long time ago that if you've got the ability to to help, if there's something wrong, mm-hmm. you've got the responsibility to to help. Mm-hmm. And I've sort of lived by it a little bit. I think if there was something that someone else needed is in real need of and re- needs real help. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could go through my day without thinking about that if I didn't help. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just help. But how important was that thing? You know, so people have got an awful problem with exaggerating certain things mm-hmm. and saying this is life or death and all that. But yeah. it's really not. It's, it's nothing, is it? It's absolutely nothing. But these are the problems. I don't say no to a lot of things. I'm getting better at it, of course, mm-hmm. as time goes on. But yeah, cutting out the things you don't really want to do that's a problem for me Mm -hmm. certainly is but it's a problem for a lot of people but if you can figure out what 
you know, the things that you really want to do or have an idea around more of the things that you want to do. Yeah. By doing more things that you want to do, you'll get energy from that, yeah. which will then help you to, or help to give you the energy that you need to also do the things that you don't want to do. So, yeah, so we come back to putting the prioritizing your, your own things first, the things that you want to do first, then you'll get to the other things last. That's interesting. But also, you could, I mean, in terms of like a, a day, yeah. plan to do the things that you want to do least first. You know, have that toughest task first. Oh, yeah. So then, once that's out of the way, then everything else is easier to do. Mm -hmm. um, and also, as the day progresses, you're doing more and more fun stuff, or more and more stuff you can imagine that you actually want to do that energizes this you as true. well. This is true. Let's have another question for you, uh -huh. um, because this is something that I answered. This was off the back of the, the next question. The last question is, should someone plan their entire day? I said no. I don't think you should, because if you plan your whole day, you're not leaving any time for imagination. You ha have you got it built in kind of windows of things can go wrong? So don't over plan your day, of course, but should you plan your whole day? Do you think? Well, you can plan yeah. to have time to think. Well, this is true. I mean, we come across something called calendar blocking. Yeah. Um, I think it's called calendar blocking. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Is, is that what, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so you basically say, say, for example, you want to spend time with family. You don't plan what you're going to do, but you mm -hmm. block out three or four hours or whatever it is. Um, you think, that's it. From there to there, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a brilliant tool, actually. Um, I'm going to spend the next little week or so calendar blocking just to see what happens. You know, it, it gives me a structure. It'll give you structure, but you're still free to make the choices within the time frame you've got. Well, there's a guy called Dan Meredith that I greatly ah, admire. Yes, yes. Um, I've, I know you've mentioned, I've him. mentioned him before, but he, I've heard him talking about how. If you don't block out time first for yourself, sure, um, or for people you, that you care about, then you are much less likely to then take time for yourself. That's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could tweet that if we both had Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second one for me. Walking yeah. by the park. Absolutely. No, we could certainly tweet that if we had Twitter, which yeah. we don't. So, no. shame. We'll put it somewhere else. I know. Well, I think I do, but I just don't use it. <laughs> ah, you should definitely delete it. Yeah. What a what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about it quickly because we're we're coming up to the half hour mark. Ah. Um, one last topic of conversation is. Say you've got a list of 10 things you want to do in a day. Yeah. One of them is a real annoyance in your day, and it might take three hours to do. Uh-huh. Where do you put it on the list? Uh, well, like we said, uh, you could argue that doing making that the first thing... Yeah. Um, That's what I would do, I think. You know, means that you, you get it done, um, and then all the other stuff is stuff you would enjoy doing more. Well, this is it. I mean, I've, I've often heard the argument for put the hardest thing first. Put yeah. the thing that you don't want to do first. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of going the other way with this. Put the thing you want to do first. But let's say, for example, now that I've woke up, wake up at half past five every morning, 
first thing I do after, you know, the usual kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff is go to the gym. And I go to the gym for roughly an hour and 20 minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. If I was to put that off until, say, after work, I wouldn't go. Yeah. I know I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get it done first. It's the thing that hurts the most, definitely, because <laughs> it's freezing outside. You lift heavy things. You run fast. You do. You, you know. You tire heavy things. I try. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. It's getting, it's getting better. It's getting better. I've got my target set. I actually said it yesterday with my personal trainer. Um, yes, I am a personal trainer. Good, <laughs> um, good for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we actually set the target yesterday. I I want to be able to lift bench press a hundred kilograms. Um, and well, that's a that's a goal on my impossible list. Um, but he, we actually put a deadline on it now. Okay. And he says I he doesn't think I can do it within the next nine months. <laughs> nine months. Because okay. I'm sitting around. I'm just under eighty. At the okay, moment, that's so pretty good. It's all right, but I want that's to be, like I want to just be. a bit. I think. Well, I think I weigh about eighty-five. I'm kilos. seventy-seven and a half, which is the exact amount that I, I can lift, which is mm. great. Um, but yeah, I want to get to 100. Um, the reason for it is it's, it's something to do with the NFL Combine. They lift 102.5 as a test. Okay. And they do like 25 reps of it. I want to do one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to lift it once and just be done with it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But he says, I don't think you can do it within the next nine months. I'll give you to, from the start of the year, which is in a, in a month and a bit time. Okay. Almost two months. Um, till September to get it done. I told him I'd get it done by June. That's June the sixth is the date because I see him on on certain days. So June the sixth is the date. Okay. So watch this space. I'll be back. You'll probably see me with broken arms or something. Pretty. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it, it's that it's that kind of thing, though, isn't it? You plan plan your day, plan ahead is is the problem that most people face. They they don't they don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. Calendar block is a great solution, mm-hmm. but put the put the biggest thing first. Put the worst thing first, or do you put it last? And then you just never get to it. I think the main thing is actually just committing to doing yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like actually, you can, you, you can. If you plan it, that'll at least help you to understand that this is actually something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, regardless of at what point you do it, as long as you just commit to doing it. That's true. Actually, okay. Um, give me a commitment. That you've you've signed yourself up for. Um, Could be anything. Well, yesterday actually, with my coach, Brilliant. I committed that I would do. Um, I've got some accounts that I need to do, which is so bloody boring. Yeah. Um, I think it's a VAT return. I committed that I would do that today, and I've done half of it. I've still got the VAT return to do, nice. but I'm gonna do that. And have you got a plan on how to do it? Um, when you're going to do it? No, I just simply put it in my diary that that's the time that I'm going to do it. Okay, okay. So that's a good idea. All right, we should move on to because we're just past the half hour mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going let, to let's, let's just move on to the kind of we'll call it added value. Okay. What will we what will we add value to? What is added value for you in terms of planning? Added value in terms of me for planning. Yeah, it's a tough one. What I'll do, I've had a little bit of time to think about it. Okay, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the examples that I've given. Cool. For me, what's added the most value to me is, um, for example, Wonderlist mm-hmm. is the app I use. Uh, there are a ton of to-do list apps, but that's the one I use. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, it's it's really kept me in check of a lot of things. Yeah. That I used to think that I had a brilliant memory. Turns out I do, 
at certain things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you give me like a list of numbers or something, I'll probably memorize them all. Mm. Uh, but if you say, if I say to myself, like I'm in, in in the living room or like making dinner or something, I say, right, I've got to remember, I need to do that. Now I'll put it in my wonder list mm -hmm. so I don't forget it. Yeah. Before I'll need to do that, and then the day comes. I'm, oh crap! I forgot. I forgot it. Yeah. Oh shit. But then you'll have also had to get into the habit of using Wanderlust Absolutely. as well. So the habit I use is an app. Of course, it's an app because we're you know millennials, if you want to call us that. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm not, but no, yeah. you're, you're you're pretty close. <laughs> but the, there's an app that I use called Habit Hub. Okay. Basically, what you do is very simple. Um, you just type type in what the habit you want to create, um, and then you mark it off. It's very simplistic. It's so simple to use and it's pretty cool. Like for example, I'll give you a look here. Um, okay. It's just like a little string and it links up. You click click a green one, um, you click it, type it green if you do it and it'll link up the amount of days that you've done it in a row. Cool. Very simple. Apparently it takes 21 days to make a habit. Is it 21? I got told it was 30. Yeah, I've been told it was 60 as well, so who knows. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know, I, I think it's, it's. I've been reading a little bit about it, it's widely regarded as 21, but okay. that could be complete nonsense, I have no idea. Mm. So, I'm just going to stick with it until it becomes a habit, until I actually, but then the problem I've got is, it's becoming a habit to tick that off. Yeah. So, I don't know if, if that's the habit, or am I doing the thing that's a habit, I don't know, it's just, I'm getting confused <laughs> with it all. So, there we are. But yeah, I think that's that's the biggest value adder that I can put is get a to-do list. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to be an app. It can be a notebook. You've got a notebook. Uh, yeah. Your get shit done notebook. Uh, yeah. From really Mr. Love. Meredith. So um, I'm, I'm still not fully in the habit of using it um, regularly yet, but, okay. I'm, but I'm working on it. So These are the things. It's, it's definitely helping. Definitely. Yeah. No, so you, your get shit done book. Yep. That's what I did. Getting shit done. Um, I, w I wish I could say that I could add the idea of calendar blocking too. It mm. might be valuable for you. It might well be, but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, I guess that's probably the other thing that I do use as well. I, I definitely block out time in my calendar. Okay. Um, again, at least if you put it in there, you're giving yourself a better opportunity to take the time. Yeah. I mean, you might not actually stick to it, um, but... Trial and error. Yeah, it's see good. what works. Yeah, you are. You're giving yourself permission to have that that little bit of time. That's that's quite an interesting topic. Mm. All right. Um, what we'll do then next next time, mm -hmm. we'll recap quickly on how the calendar blocking is going for me and how the habit you're getting on with your book. All right. Yeah. Let's do that then. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go. It might be a disastrous fail. We don't know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. if it's an epic fail. It's still a win, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, at least you're trying. Exactly. So, no, these are the things. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll put all the show notes that we've mentioned in. Um, take a look at it from there. Any final thoughts, David? Um, just adios, people. All right, very simple from David. I like it. All right, let's, let's see how much you can get done. Plan ahead is my little ender, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.